Okay, so if you clicked on this episode, I'm guessing you want to learn more about raising money for real estate so that you can go and do bigger deals. Well, guess what? We have way more than just a show on this. We actually are doing an in-person live workshop in Columbia, South Carolina with none other than Mr. Dan Hanford, who is the CEO of PassiveInvesting.com. He has literally raised tens, if not a $100 million for Uh, private real estate deals. He has built his portfolio literally from the ground up to over half a billion dollars in real estate in literally just three years. All of that raising private money from investors. And we are doing a day and a half workshop where he's going to pull back the curtains and teach you everything he knows about raising massive amounts of money for your real estate deals. Literally, uh, I can't have a higher recommendation from someone. I've learned so much about raising capital for real estate. So If you want to get in the room with us, we have 30 spots. Uh, That's all that we have left. 15 of those I know are already reserved. So we have 15 tickets left if you want to get in the room with us on September the 16th and 17th. It's a Thursday and a Friday in Columbia, South Carolina. You're going to want to go to thekingdomrei.com forward slash events. Thekingdomrei.com forward slash events. There's some direction on that webpage about how you can get signed up. Uh, This is an investment into you and your business. Imagine what it would look like to get in a room with 30 other capital raisers. Uh, Literally a billion dollars of real estate or more in the room. It's going to be an incredible event, but spots are extremely limited. So if you're interested, make sure you go to thekingdomarket.com forward slash events to learn how you can get signed up for this exclusive capital raising workshop for our community. Enjoy the show. Good to see you again, man. Good to see you too, brother. How you been? Good, doing really well. Yeah, really well. We uh, we got a lot of folks here joining us today, and so guys, if you don't know Matt, you should. He he <laughs> wrote a book on raising money for real estate. What's the actual title of the book, Matt? So folks know where to go find it. Uh, it's similar to another one that you guys had on. It's called Raising Private Capital. Okay, Raising Private Capital, guys. It is a handbook. It's a guide. So- um, the for, Bigger Pockets book, Amazon bestseller, um, and that's something that we're very excited about and proud of. So Matt's a multifamily hey, syndicator. Um, he has done, Matt, where's your portfolio up to date and how much money have you raised up to this point? I, well, we, we own and operate um, in that we uh, around 1,150 units uh, in that, and that it's the operate. There's there's plenty of folks that that uh, that are part of teams that of that, but the, but it's the operation side. Um, thank you, Linda. Read my book. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, in that, so I uh, I hope this makes it better to see me with my dear. So there we go. Uh, I got to put a ring light on. Anyway, um, it's the operation side that that I think takes a lot of our a, a lot of our wherewithal and a lot of the strength and a lot of what I think makes DeRosa stand out, um, along with the capital raising side of the team. So we we raise and we run uh, what it is we're involved in. Got so. it. Um, so Matt, I, I, there's a lot. Of, there's you know I want to I want to make the most of our time today. The thing that I see you doing the, the best, man. There's two questions I have for you, and then we can get into whatever answer some questions from folks. We've been talking a lot today about leveraging other people's money, um, raising capital, right? I mean that's how you grow a real estate portfolio is you leverage other people's mm-hmm. money. But the thing that I see you doing so good is OPA. Do you know what I'm talking about? OPA. No. <laughs> 
other with people's, the a. other people's audiences. Yes. Other yes. people's yes. audiences. Like you yes. are Mr. Bigger Pockets. And so we've been Thank talking you, about funnels, right? And how to bring people up here. And I think one of the most fastest ways to do that is through other people's audiences. And so can yes. you talk about your strategy and how you have done that in your career and kind of even this, I mean, it is a tactic of using other people's audiences mm -hmm. to grow your own, own funnel. We, we yeah, talk man, about that strategy I, and how you it's use It's interesting it. because I, I, I'm about to have a podcast, but I don't have a podcast up till now. Um, I have had a YouTube channel that was originally intended for me sending videos to my investors to tell them how the projects they were involved with are doing. And other people started watching the videos. They're like, oh, hey, people want to watch this. Um, but for the most part, we just aligned ourselves with bigger stages than we could create on our own. Um, and and uh, presented our um, our message on those stages. And the key to OPA, I think that it is. If if, um, if I may just tell you my the reason why I think you can be successful because anybody could go on somebody else's stage and talk about how great their deal is versus the other person's deal. You got to have a brand and a message, you know, um, that that you can and be worth and, and have a conversation that folks want to hear on, on these other platforms. Right. So um, it, it's really a matter of, of questioning, like, what does my company stand for? Aside from making money, making people great returns, everything like that. For me, it's transforming lives through real estate. We want to make the world a better place. You know, we want to contribute to the betterment of humanity through our real estate work. Um, Megan can can uh, can speak to that in our work with organizations like Apartment Life um, in that we, we want to make things better at the DeRosa Group. That's what we do. And we put that brand out there and that makes us attractable to other people's platforms. It makes it interesting um, and everything like that. So that's why. I think that for you want to use OPA, you got to have an interesting conversation you want to bring to that stage. Um, and that, and that's, we've, we've worked on that for a while. And that's why I think that we continue to get asked to speak on stages, me and my team, it's not just me, but my, myself and my team, because we, we have a unified message that's intriguing, that's interesting, that's a brand that that's interesting enough that people want to hear about it on those yeah. stages. And that's so key, man. And, and Hunter talked mm -hmm. about this is like knowing what you want when you go on a stage. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the more clear your story is. And, and, and so early on, you know, interesting to caveat that a little bit, Matt, I think that's so great. But like, if you're still trying to figure out that story, that's fine. Or you don't know what that big story is even having like a keynote or like mm -hmm. a key message. Like for me early on, when I was still a pastor, I created a due diligence checklist. And that's what I went on podcast with talking about our, you know, our process of due diligence as a passive investor. And so we were using that kind of as our story. And so I love that tip, man, of like, when you're going on stages, you know, we've been working a lot of this in our mastermind is developing a keynote or multiple keynotes that you're ready to deliver, right at any point. And then when you reach out to these stages, hey, I can come on your stage and I can talk about these three things. Mm -hmm. That's so much better than saying, oh, I'm a multifamily investor. I can talk about multifamily investing. Well, no crap. Like, so can half the population or anyone who watches a 10 minute people. video. You know what I mean? More, more, more every day, brother. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's um, good, man. Good. Talk about real quick. How do you get so in with, big, with BP with bigger pockets? Like, you know, that's a huge stage. And I'm sure you've, you've gotten a lot of investors from that. Any, We're in any the right place at the right time.
Yeah. You know, uh, we were in the right place at the right time. Uh, and that they were in a fledgling um, uh, state, they were a growing company. Um, and, and we were blessed, man. We, we got, they needed someone to come in and commit to write articles on a weekly basis. And Liz and I and my wife agreed to do that. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'd write articles every week. That's a lot. This, uh, you know, fifteen hundred words is a lot to write on a weekly basis, right? So, um, at the end of the day, we were willing to do what it took to be a contributor and to, and to contribute to the space. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, geez, I wish I could be on bigger pockets or whatever. Well, you know, we wrote fifty articles before we got invited to the podcast the first time, right? And the only reason why we got invited to the podcast was because a big name, like a Grant Cardone level name, canceled. And we got a call the day before the podcast saying, hey, can you guys be on the show? So it's about being, to get on a big stage like that, it's about being ready and waiting um, and, and being having your hand Johnny on the spot and then being willing to drop what you could do to be on, to, to take that stage. If you listen very closely to show number 88, which is the first show, but on the show three times, but the first show I was on was show number 88. If you listen real close, you can hear a baby crying in the background. That's my son. He's six months old crying in the other room. He's seven now, but he was six months old crying in the other room with my administrative assistant watching him because we had no childcare that day. But Liz and I weren't like, oh, we have a sitter or I already have plans that day or whatever it was. We were like, nope, we'll do it. Clear my calendar. I will be on the show. No problem. So it's about being wow. ready and willing to contribute. And then when the phone rings, being there to pick it up and answer and be unreasonable with what it's going to take to be on that, to make it to that stage. A lot of people say they wish they could do it or I wish I, you know, Matt got, you know, got a bigger pockets or whatever. Well, we were available and willing and ready to swing at the ball when it came across the plate for us. So, um, and then years later, years later after writing more articles and after doing a lot of YouTubing and more videos for them and showing that we were willing to just be a contributor um, and, and just give two bigger pockets um, and, and contribute stuff. And it was never, it was never like, um, and a lot of people have gone to bigger pockets and said, Oh, I want to write a free article for you and you can put it up and then people can just download it, uh, you know, or give, they give me their email address. You're really just trying to harvest the community, right? It's inauthentic to do that. Right. We just came on and we just said, we want to contribute on no questions asked one way, do unto others, man, just give it one way. And we knew it would come back. And that's why I continue to get asked to speak on bigger pockets and work with them is because it's not my intention to, to like go out there and to list build or look at bigger pockets as a funnel. Right. It's not, it's just an organization. you got to align with their goals. There's no, nobody on there selling courses. Nobody on there has, you know, back of the room stuff. It's just help people get where they want to go. And if you're willing to come in and just help people, period, it will come back, right? But that takes faith. And that takes not like, oh, let me list build. Let me get in and try and get people's email addresses that read my articles or, you know, make them click on this thing or come take, come to my free, my free class or something like that. It's all about just giving value and stopping there. That's it. And that's Man. what we did. And that's, and we keep getting invited back, including invited to write a book. That's now, that's so now on Amazon key. bestseller. Like the, the principle there is like, if you got white calendar on your space on, if you got white space on your calendar, I mean, like you need to be saying yes. Like the, I think the journey in every entrepreneur's life, Matt, is you say, yes, you start, you, you start with yes. Every, opportunity is yes every writing opportunity don't worry about the audience and eventually over time you you say yes more than you say no 
And then as you begin to grow, you say no, you say no more than you say yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're starting out or you haven't started creating content, I, I think that's so good, man. I'm writing for a, for a, a magazine right now. And I, I don't know if anyone sees it. I don't think we've gotten any leads from it. Um, but you know, Never that's know. created. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I ever, if I ever will or not, but you know what it has created, it's created connections. They've been invited to speak at their conference now, which created some connections. I was, a, I got, I got an award, which again, really hasn't done much for my business, but I can talk about it. So like, there's things that just because I said yes, and just like you, I just keep writing content. I keep writing content. Yeah. And, and then I, and then here's the thing though, you can repurpose that content. Just because I write for them, I take that same article and mm -hmm. I put it on LinkedIn, I put it on my website. And so like, I'm finding ways to redistribute and repurpose that as well. So I think that's so good, man, is like saying yes early on. The only, um, and the other thing I would say to that, Ellis, is what's great about the internet now is any content you create lives forever, right? And so somebody could Google, the other thing about creating content, which you haven't, we haven't gotten to yet, is it's an online resume. If I Google Ellis Hammond, among all the all their awesome stuff I'm going to see on your name out there, as I'm also going to see those articles you wrote, right? right. And if I want to invest with Ellis, um, I can research you and see your fingerprints that you put online for, about yourself years ago, right? Years ago. There's people that have reached out to me on stuff that I wrote five years ago online. Right. Um, so you just never know. And so what, what I what I like about what you're doing, regardless of, you know, how many leads you've gotten from it today, it's it's evergreen, man. Yeah. And as long as those sites stay and stay in business at the end of the day, that that fingerprint's always online and it's always just great for people. So what I would say to your listeners is if you get asked to write, do it. If you get asked to be in a video, do it because it'll be there. Just be clear what your brand and what your message is that you're putting out there to the world. And what, what is, what is it you want to say in this megaphone that you've been given, you know? That's so good. And it's so, so much more powerful yeah. guys. You're thinking about this from an investor process, going back to what we're trying to do, raise money. When mm -hmm. Hunter talked about case study or sending articles, it is a lot more powerful to send an article that you've written that got published in something else than like an article on your, on your, web page right like if i talk about my fund and say oh cool here's here's my website to talk about my fund or here's and our fund just got published in uh like the dallas chronicle or something the dallas chronicle published it that's a lot bigger right so like mm -hmm. it's 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 thinking exactly what you said the credibility of now that this now my, i'm published along this whatever goes a long ways so that that's really good matt here's the last thing i want to ask you man is this topic of securing lifetime investors. And we've been talking about top of the funnel stuff, man. But what I want to ask you about is, and maybe you can share this story. I, I, there's two things I want to pull out of this conversation. How you, like the question is, how do you secure a lifetime investor? One of the ways mm. that I know you've done that is your ethics. And, and you, you were a man of your word. And even when things got really difficult, mm -hmm. you did what you said you were going to do. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about that from an ethics perspective? And then just from a strategy or system standpoint, what you might do just to keep people coming back? We've mm -hmm. done the hard work of bringing them into your ecosystem. Yeah. How do you keep them investing with you for a lifetime? Um, to It's just a few words, man. And, and it goes back to, you know, core, uh, do unto others, you know, and I'll expand on that. And it goes back to gratitude, you know? Um, so I never stop being in awe and grateful that people are investing with me. I still, I'm like this, these people want to put how much with me, you know, and, and they, and, and I, I'm so grateful. And I, and, 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 uh, I take it with such 
um, with, with such awe that that I get to help people put this money to work. Mm-hmm. And you never lose sight of the magic of the seat that we're in as syndicators and as fund operators that we can take these people's money and put it to, to work. You don't ever want to just lose sight of that because I think that that's where you kind of lose some of the magic and some of the revere and some of the respect for their capital, you know, um, and, and that you view yourself as, as a custodian, as the, you're treating it like a little egg and you got to put it in the right place. Now that goes back to doing to others Meaning when people invest with me, I, 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 I never stop like thinking about how can I take care of these folks. And if something bad happens, which we had three quarters of a million dollars stolen uh, from us on a deal we did a couple of years ago. And I, and I, I can't speak for other syndicators, but I'd be willing to bet I was, I'm not the only, I, I, maybe you're not the only one that would have did what we did, but I'm sure a lot of folks would not have done what we did, which is we could have just said, hey, investors, we got robbed and we did. We were, we were involved in an awful, awful scheme with this 1031 exchange administrator um, that had millions, way more than what we had tied up uh, with him that, that had a lot of people, including, including very savvy business people tied up, right? Um, and we chose to cover our investors with our, our own capital, our own equity, right? Meaning we gave them pretty much the equivalent of our side uh, of, of a new project they were 1031ing in, 1031ing into. Now I could have just said, hey guys, we were robbed. I'll let you know when the money comes back, right? No, I, did, I chose not to do that. And so I chose to look at myself as a custodian for their money and to put their needs, investors first, above mine. I can't say that everybody would do that. We did. We put them, we put them their needs well above ours. Um, and we're now selling at a, at the apartment complex that that money would have rolled into. Um, and what's great is the, the sale of that complex is going to generate an enormous amount of revenue. But mo- like a lot of that revenue, around half of it, is going to go to those investors to cover them and to give them a fit, not just to cover them, to give them their money back. They're getting a rate of return as if their money was in the deal, right? They were treated as if their money didn't go into the deal, but I'm paying them as if it did. Wow. Think about that, you know, wow. not just, hey guys, here's your money back. Here's profit that, uh, that, that, because I want you to be treated as if you're, as if you were in this. And so that's why I'm giving this to you. And I have no attachment to whether or not they invest with me again, I'm proud of what I did. I can sleep very well at night knowing about knowing that that I covered them and more than covered them and, and treated them as if it were my money in the in the deal. And it was, but it's it's bigger than my money. It's custodial up here, you know, money that uh, for people that believed in me and that. So I think that that's what you need to be, to be prepared for, syndicators, to put your investors all the way up here. So. Matt, how many times have you shared that with new investors and that's gotten you new, like that story of taking care of old investors gotten you mm-hmm. new investors? I, many times, because people have said, you know, what's the worst thing that's ever happened? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, I hope you're sitting down because I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a story. I mean, it, it ought to be a, you know, a, a 2020 story with, with, with what happened with this, with this guy, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, we were able to make it right and make it better. We didn't just make it right, Ellis. We made it great. We made it better. We took that awful thing and we made it great for those investors. And now I can look back on that as a story to talk about how, you know, you know, and if, by the way, if you're interviewing a syndicator and they, and you ask them, what's the worst thing that's happened, or have you ever had bad things happen in syndications or things happen unexpected, and they tell you, no, run the other way, 
because they, they either haven't been in business for long enough for bad things to happen, or they're not telling you, they're not being, being truthful with you about it because not everything in this business goes to plan. There's just too many variables. There are, there's just, too many, just so many things that happen in the syndication space. So somebody's telling you they've never had anything bad happen in their business. They haven't been in business for long enough or they're, they're really just not facing it. It really has to do with what you, with what they do when things get rough. Um, and how they and how they react in that. And I would want to work with a syndicator that's authentic, that's willing to tell you the true story and how they reacted to it and what they did and what they're willing to do again for me as an investor. Matt, I'm so glad you came on last, brother, because I think we've talked a lot about marketing and bringing people into our funnel, but there's nothing that can replace. Like you can be the best marketer in the world, but if you're not ethical and do it and stay true to your word and take care of people, you don't deserve to be in business and you won't be in business very long, mm -hmm. no matter how good a marketer or business person you are. And so, dude, I just, I'm, that's why I brought you on. And that's why Thanks, I brother. asked you those questions because we can talk about top all, all day, but if, if we, if we're not true to our word and we're not doing what we say mm -hmm. and we're not serious about honoring God and taking care of people, we don't deserve to be in this business and you won't be in business very long. Mm -hmm. This is good business practice. Work gets out, man. Work gets right? out, you, brother, you had you the know. mindset of this. I'm not doing one deal. I'm doing dozens of deals. I'm building a billion dollar portfolio. If I don't can't figure out how to take care of investors in this one mess up, I don't deserve to be in this business long term. So I just appreciate that long term approach, man, and even helping us think about like, okay, do I take care of my investors like that today? Even if mm -hmm. I don't need money to be stolen from me to 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 follow up on my word and to do what I say. That's right. So that's I think right. that's right. Now, I hope that and I hope that doesn't happen to anybody, you know, um, because that, it was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. And it was one of the most trying times that I've been through, but I got through it and I came out even stronger. Um, but yeah, it does. It does go back to people, Ellis. And that's the one thing people forget, you forget when it comes down to just magnetizing new investors and how do you build a funnel and how do you market? That's all great. And you need to do that, right? Because you can't do business by yourself. You need people to work with you. But if you you also need to gut check and make sure you're willing to do the right thing, um, you know, when when when, uh, when times get tough and be willing to broadcast and be proud of what you've done, um, that you've done the right thing um, for yourself and for your investors. So it's, it's, um, it's good stuff. Thank you. Matt, so your book, they know where to go get that. You've got a ton of content on Bigger Pockets. Uh, where else, man, yeah. can they go and learn from you and get in touch with you? Just my company website, DeRosa Group. I see a few of my uh, my insiders uh, members here. They can go to DeRosaGroup.com. And if you want to just take, I mean, I got an easy one. Just take out your cell phone. Um, I got a bunch of free resources. Just text the word DeRosa, my company name, to the number to the number six six eight six six. The few presentations I did for Bigger Pockets to their conference in in Nashville. That presentation's there at that uh, at that. You'll get a reply back. Text the word DeRosa to six six eight six six. You'll also get a link to join our insiders community which people spend more on coffee per month than you would spend on insiders. It's a very affordable community, um, 24 bucks a month in exchange for direct access to me and my team on a regular basis through Facebook lives and uh, property tours, all kinds of cool stuff. So Hello. Um, I hope everyone listen. Like you are getting the masterclass. Like we've seen it all today. Like, People, if you, you want to grow your company, you have to come in and know what you want, provide value, provide a ton of value and know what you, listen, the three rules of success, have a great attitude, show up and know what you want. If you can do those things every day, have a great attitude, show up and know exactly what you want when you show up, you can have anything in life. And Matt, I appreciate you coming and know exactly what you do. I love that. He's got a number you can text 
That is an amazing uh, call to action. Brother, I'm so grateful to have you, man. I look forward to meeting uh, in person here soon. And hopefully let's get on a future deal together, man. I know we've chatted around that. So you guys, uh, we'll, I'll reach out and see, we'll see what you guys are working on. Uh, working on it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch, man. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the Kingdom rei.com to learn about our mastermind if you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that cheers